How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to 19-Year-Old Shrink. This is Will John Grande. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about a subject that's pretty relevant to what many people my age are experiencing right now. We're seniors in college, about to close the page on one chapter in our life and start a new one. And what some of us might end up doing instead of enjoying our last four months is worrying about what next and the feeling like we're falling behind. But the question we have to ask ourselves is, what is it that we're measuring up against? What are we behind of? And if we are ahead of something, what are we ahead of? And this article that I read last year had a lot of valuable information, an article by catapult.com. It mentioned how we constantly remind ourselves of ways in which we're behind, whether that's seeing a list of people who have accomplished great things by the age of 30, or looking up how much money we should have saved by a certain moment in our life. Literally, if we just search how much should, what should, all the shoulds, as Tony Robbins says, shoulding all over yourself. And what this does is using that word is we begin to compare. We're literally using the internet for more information to make us feel behind, even if that's not really our intention. But there's going to be answers to those questions when we look them up. So maybe you should have $40,000 saved by the time you're 25. That's what the internet says. But what if you specifically had to pay off student loans or had to help out your family who was in need? The internet isn't taking into account your unique situations, and we begin applying their guidelines to something that isn't really relevant to us. Or socially, we might be told, oh, you should have a little bit of time to adjust, but after a month or two, you'll start developing really good friendships at school. And for me, when I was in high school, I felt really behind because I didn't develop a great friend group until midway through my junior year. My first couple years, I just felt like a floater. I was getting down on myself because I used to think I was too quiet, even boring at times. Whenever there was awkward silence and conversation, I always put the weight on myself. Those would be the worst situations ever. Whenever there was awkward silence, I would always get way in my head in conversations with people. And then we start labeling us as having something wrong with us when this happens. And that's what I was doing. I was always so energetic and outgoing at home with my family, but I really wanted to have a great group of friends where I could be the same way around them like I am with my family. And I honestly would begin looking around in high school and comparing myself and wondering, what I was doing wrong because everyone seemed to have established groups. And I was also very opposed to drinking in high school or doing anything. And a lot of kids started to experiment, which is natural. And then because I wasn't making friends at the time, I began thinking that drinking was the answer to friendship. I still didn't give in because of family reasons, but I still felt behind. I stayed patient. And ultimately what happened throughout time is I got more involved and joined the cross-country team. And that's where I made friends that I'm even closer with to this day. They visit me out in LA and whenever we're home, we're always hanging out. But the unique thing is that some of the people that seemed quote unquote ahead in high school when I was behind are quote unquote behind where I am ahead now. Because a lot of people were drinking and establishing friendships in high school. And I just didn't want to do that. But then because me and my friends didn't drink, we were able to establish genuine and long-lasting friendships that didn't revolve around getting hammered and blacking out. And now, some of those people that had all those friends in high school 
don't stay in touch with their friend group and don't really talk to any of them because their friendship wasn't established in a genuine way. And it's okay to, you know, party and have a good time. Me and my friends do that now. But our beginning, our friendships didn't rely on that out of the gate. And I honestly think it was for the better. So now I almost feel like I'm ahead of a lot of the people I was in high school with. So the point here is life comes in waves. And part of the fun is being able to experience those waves and not always feeling ahead and learning what needs to be done in order to get you to a better place. Although some people are ahead now or have had career success out of the gate or have had things given to them, life is like a wave. It can go up and down and their positionings change. You can be ahead in five to 10 years and be making great strides, but right now you just feel really behind. Another thing that I've seen people struggle with is looking at others and seeing that they just have opportunities handed to them or their parents pay for everything. And they go on these illustrious trips and have the best time. And my friends are working, grinding, making money on their own, paying for their own food and gas. And they feel behind their friends because they're not able to have the same luxury. But what I always tell them and what I always tell myself when I'm working is that Working and making your own money is a really good feeling and it builds unbelievable habits and sends a message that you work for what you deserve. And that's not to trash on the people that are given those opportunities and, you know, don't really have to have a job or have to work and have their parents pay for things because that's an unbelievable opportunity. And I've been fortunate to have parents that help me with college and other things as well. But I've also learned that the value of hard work and paying for my own things builds my self-confidence and is extremely rewarding. And there is something rewarding in being able to see a trip you went on, being paid for by the hard work you put in, or by being able to pay for your own gas. And those people that may have seemed ahead and had their things covered for them, get to the point where they don't. And their spending habits aren't good. They've never had to work and now have the rough beginning of trying to figure it all out. And you're now at the point where you have had a lot of experience with knowing how much something costs, how to budget, and have had the pleasure of seeing your hard work manifest in fun things. It builds self-confidence. I know I sound like a broken record, but it does. Now, all of a sudden, when you felt behind when you were working all those years, you now feel ahead of all the people that had the things given to them before. You begin to build that self-confidence. Again, <laughs> things work in waves. What we once thought would be permanent ended. And now we've learned through those struggles and got to a better place. And something that we also do when we feel behind is we begin thought stacking. You begin thinking, I'm behind in this. And because I'm behind in this, I'll be behind in that. I'm not doing well in school. And because of that, I won't find a job. Because of that, I won't have money to support a family. I can't buy a house. The list goes on. They continue to stack. And if we just left the thought at one isolated incident, the stress and anxiety would probably go down. But we begin stringing together all these potential outcomes where we start to almost feel doomed. But again, I love this quote by Tony Robbins. And it goes, we often overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can do in a decade. And if we can buy into that, 
we can begin to give less power to one thing having an impact on another. As a result, we won't feel as behind anymore. We'll begin to build patience in our life. And I think another thing that we can do in these moments when we feel behind is literally take out a piece of paper and write down this question. What does happiness mean to me? And be very specific about what it means to you. Because the more specific you get, the more little details you include, the more physical proof you give yourself about how your goals and your definition of happiness is different than other people's. So you begin to dissociate from the collective when you have your specific definition of happiness down. You're no longer focusing on the questions, what job do I need to make money? How much do I need to save? Because that's not our end achievement. Those are good structures to have, but it's not our end goal. Our end goal and the reason that drives literally every decision in our life, not to say that we're successful in it all the time, but that thing that drives every decision is our pursuit of happiness. We want money, why? Because it makes us happy. We want a good job because it makes money and that brings us happiness. We wanna have a family because that will bring us happiness. That's the end goal. And those questions are not powerful enough for ourselves because they could be associated too much with the general population. Lots of people want jobs. Lots of people want families. But what specifically is going to bring you happiness? Be very specific about why having a family would bring you happiness. How much money should you save by the time you're 25 leads to comparison thinking, where you're focusing on the people in the other lanes on the track and not on your own race. But asking yourself, what will make you happy? Again, every person's definition of happiness is different and no one can tell you that you're behind in that. Because how do they know what makes you completely happy? You're the best judge of that. A lot of people could be ahead in life and on paper, everything looks great, but they could be completely, completely miserable. There's so many people out there that are filthy rich, but are just jerks and just live a miserable life. They live their life too according to what other people told them. They gave in to those people that said, you need to make this much money or you're behind. You need to get married by this time or you're behind. You need to get a house at this age or you're behind. And the person that gives in could take a job that pays great, but gives them no fulfillment whatsoever. They could see a relationship they get into and pop the question too early because they were too focused on the timeline then they got divorced and now they're quote unquote behind. I've heard of people just getting married just to get married. They didn't even really want to, but they did it because that's just a social construct. And then the marriage ends up horribly. Let's say you quit your job because you're not fulfilled there and you bought a house at the wrong time during an economic downturn because you were told it's time to get a house. You're 30 years old, you're 31 years old, you have a family, it's time to get a house. But maybe for your specific situation, it wasn't time. People that give in to that idea of being ahead and make decisions accordingly don't always find the fulfillment. And that's not to say, though, that it doesn't hurt having a little anxiety or nerves because having a little bit of anxiety keeps you in action. Let's say you have a test coming up. Having a little bit of anxiety and knowing, okay, this is coming up, it allows you to work harder. If you had no anxiety whatsoever, you probably wouldn't study and you'd fail it. That doesn't help you. It's good having a little bit of anxiety and kind of seeing, okay, I want to work on this. I want to work on that. 
But having too much and forcing decisions in your life and being down on yourself about it could lead to you being even more behind in life. And the one thing that I'm dealing with right now, the most, is finding a job after college. People begin comparing, oh, I have a job after college, and they don't. I'm somehow better off than they are, or vice versa. But why the hell does it matter? Same thing. You could jump on your first offer because you had the fear of falling behind. You wanted to be able to say you had a job lined up after college. But then you hate everything about that job once you get there. And all of a sudden, the person you judged is sitting pretty at a job they love and it fits their lifestyle because they had the patience and ability not to get down on themselves for not having one yet. And that was all because they weren't wrapped up in the comparison game. So for me right now, it's still relatively early, but my mindset is not being bogged down and jumping on that first offer and being okay with not having it figured out instantly and finding something that I love that I can stay in for a while. So to wrap up this talk, being ahead or behind is bullcrap. I have to say bullcrap, I can't curse on this. Life moves in waves and maybe there are people that seem like everything is figured out, but then time changes things. It's good to always have a little anxiety so that you keep acting and making progress But when it gets to the point where you're attributing negative characteristics to your character, then it becomes harmful. So if you ever find yourself thinking, if I don't have it figured out by then, I'll be behind. Give yourself a break and give yourself credit because things can change very, very quickly for you. So that's all I have today. I hope you enjoyed today's talk. If you want to reach out to me, my Instagram page is 19 year old shrink podcast. And my personal page is WJG23. But thank you so much, everyone, and have a great rest of your day. Take care.